0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out of home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And
1: now, from the Vibonomics Studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz.
0: Welcome, my friends, to the month. Of November. Is 2020 flying by uh, fast enough for you, Jay Baker?
1: I am surprised it's November. It seems like it is flying by.
0: It's uh, truly been uh, a crazy year. Um, But as we enter November now, maybe uh, just two months to go, 60 days left in the year uh, approximately. And uh, maybe we can say goodbye uh, sooner than later to this year. Uh, But careful what you ask for, because there's no guarantees that 2021 is going to be any better. (laughs) Uh, I hope it's not out of the uh, frying pan into the fire um, with some of the issues we've had to deal with uh, this year. Uh, Happy November. Uh, Again, uh, this show airing the day after Halloween in most uh, markets across the country uh, hopefully you're not in too much of a chocolate coma right now after binging on, uh, Reesey bats, Reese pumpkins. Those two are my favorites, by the way. That's why I said them first. Um, Skittles maybe, which we found out earlier in the month was one of the most popular Halloween candies. I am vehemently against that notion of a, of a Skittles being one of the most popular flavors of Halloween candy. What was yours again, Jay?
1: Uh, I am a big fan of stuff like Snickers and, you know, definitely like that. I'll, and I'll even go the Twizzlers route, but you're so correct. Skittles, that's not really a candy that should be number one. I mean, it's a totally fine item, but not number one. Come on.
0: No, 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 not number one. Uh, I'll go for uh, an Almond Joy. I've always liked those because nobody else liked them when I was a kid. So I'd get everybody's, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the little Snickers. Little, you know what I hate is the, um, they've taken the Snickers in the Milky Way that are fun size, which are about an inch and a half or two inches long, and they've made them like breath mint size. Have you seen those tiny, tiny little packages of Milky Ways?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. That's a little too small. It's just too,
0: it's that's not fun. That's not a fun size. It, it's, it's too small.
1: So, yeah, and uh, didn't the, the candy bar companies use the PIM technology used in Ant-Man and Marvel comics. That's how they made those original small sizes. They, they might, but they you might, can't yeah. go too small. Yeah.
0: yeah it's it's just too small. And then I got, you know, you eat, you eat like 16 of them to make up for the fact that they're so small <laughs> and you should have just sure. had three full size candy bars that would have been smaller than the <laughs> amount of small fun size candy bars you had. Uh, well, I wanted to start the show, uh, With uh, something that that I always like to do every November, we've talked about this a lot, is the the drumstick dash and or turkey trot that's very popular on the morning of Thanksgivings. Uh, This year, probably going to be a lot of virtual turkey trots and virtual drumstick dashes. Uh, And I wanted to hit on something from an organization called Why Hunger?, Uh, Why Hunger's 35th Hungerthon Drive. It's a fundraising campaign that launched Monday of this week. It runs through the entire holiday season, not just Thanksgiving. And uh, one of the events that pops out um, on their uh, itinerary happens on November 26th, and it is a virtual Thanksgiving race. And through their charity app called runforgood.org, at that website, you can download this app, RunForGood.org. You can participate in a nationwide virtual race to give thanks on Thanksgiving Day, uh, where you can run, walk, or cycle five and a half miles about, and uh, the funding and awareness will be raised for Hungerthon. Registrations uh, are underway, and you can find those registrations at Hungerthon. I'm sorry, Hungerthon.org/race. And since I butchered the name of that uh, website, I'll go ahead and put a link to it on our website, which hopefully is a little uh, easier for me to say anyway, but uh, easier for all of us to remember, adamritzshow.com. You'll find that link. I'll give it another shot here, hungerthon.org slash race. So a virtual race for charity? I, you know, I do that. I like to get out in my neighborhood and uh, walk, run a little bit. And uh, if I don't have to drive to a start-finish line and stand in a a mob of people to do it. Maybe that's even better.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, this this has been a great tradition, and certainly uh, our social distancing is going to alter it, but it's still good to get out and it's still good to help.
0: It is. It is uh, always good to help, and this is the season. The uh, holiday season is a great time. So count your blessings and help others that are a, a little less fortunate than you are. You are listening to The Adam Ritz Show. We are underwritten today by Vibenomics. You can learn more about them at vibenomics.com and their audio software platform, in-store music at retail locations across the country with voiceover promotions and advertising running between the songs Uh, through the speakers in the ceiling again we'll have a link to their website on our site which is so easy to say and remember adamritzshow.com all right Jay Baker what's shaking in uh, your world now that it's November are you a little colder you got a a turtleneck on
1: well it's funny you said that I was kind of going through my closet is also my studio and you know we want to support social distancing and as I was In my studio not too long ago, I thought I'm going to have to start getting these sweaters out, and I like getting warm clothes out. It's not much fun when it turns cold outside, I know, but I bet, Adam, you're like many of us you've got some cool stuff and it just, you don't notice it till you get it out. You know,
0: I recently did a closet overhaul and I found some sweaters that I forgot I had. I found a pair of pants. I love that. I forgot I had, I had them wadded up in the back corner of my closet. (laughs) Uh, I did find some sweaters, however, that um, I'm re-gifting, so to speak, to my nephew who will wear anything. And uh, did you find any sweaters that you were torn over? Like, oh, I like this one, but it's just so old.
1: Oh, yeah. I've got a couple that re- really, if I'm not careful, my, w- my wife will put in the Goodwill sack. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to kind of hide them from her. But when she sees me wearing them, she's going, you know, if I catch you with that sweater, if I catch that sweater on her shelf, it's going in the bag. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't trust her. Don't leave her alone with your sweaters.
1: Oh my goodness. No, but so, yeah, it is that time of year as you start to get out the warm clothes and, you know, and if there is stuff, you know, it's not to get on this, you know, giving thing, but this is a month for giving. Uh, if you do have some sweaters, some shirts that you know, you're not going to wear anymore, do donate them because certainly somebody will get some use out of them.
0: No question about it. No question about that.
1: Uh, As we head into November, kind of a little sad note for those of us that follow 80s rock and roll, Tony Lewis of the band The Outfield passed away this week.
0: It's really Uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I saw that, and I I consider that guy uh, my age, really, and I was floored when I, I found out that he passed.
1: Yeah, no cause of death. He passed away in his home in London. But, uh, you know, that song that the outfield is perhaps best known for uh, your love uh, is one of the top songs in the world. Now, obviously, there's other, you know, Beatles songs, Rolling Stone songs that have eclipsed that song, Van Halen songs. But that particular song is insanely popular with millions of downloads.
0: It, it really, uh, that their greatest hits, if you're a child of the 80s, that's, that's one not to forget. Keep that on your list. The Outfield greatest hits. Josie's on a vacation far away. Um, you know, he likes his girls a little bit older. Uh, <laughs> just some great classic lyrics. High voice. Um, great high voice. Awesome pop rock songs. You know, since we're talking about music, something happened uh, this past week that was kind of cool with Christopher Cross, who suffered from COVID-19 earlier this year. He was in the hospital for five or six weeks, actually was paralyzed from uh, another disease that was brought on from his COVID uh, diagnosis. And it's been a long road to recovery for Christopher Cross, who was a Grammy award-winning artist from the '80s, I think he won five Grammys from one album, featuring the song "Sailing." If you remember that song, it's a yes. what we call yacht rock now. Um, "Sailing" and uh, "Ride Like the Wind," "Never Be the Same," "All Right," and he also won an Oscar for the song, uh, the theme song from uh, Arthur, when you've been caught between the moon and New York City. So, a huge pop star from the 80s. He was going to celebrate his 40th anniversary of that album this year with a huge tour that was not only canceled because of COVID, but because of his illness. So uh, CBS Sunday Morning News did a feature interview with him last Sunday, and it was so popular, and so many people were, were reintroduced to Christopher Cross and his music that his downloads increased 979%.
1: Isn't that interesting that you sometimes need to get re-reminded of great music?
0: Yeah, so I, I would assume that it was twofold. One, guys our age were like, oh yeah, those are great songs, and went and downloaded them. And then I think a whole new audience, whether it was younger a younger generation or just uh, people that weren't familiar with even the name Christopher Cross, were like, wow, this is an amazing story. This is a, this was a, a very brave um, story to tell and a, and a, a horrendously painful uh, story to live through. Let's support this guy. And he had a, over a 900% increase in his downloads and his music uh, in just the last week. So I thought that was pretty
1: interesting. Good. Well, good for him. And I hope he is on the road to recovery. Here was an interesting fact I kind of bumped into uh, while doing research for the show. And it is Something to sort of think about. You know, we said that COVID would change the environment, our work environment. Many people who are able to are working at home. But because of the rise in remote work, they say as many as 23 million Americans could relocate uh, during this pandemic. So it's not that they will. It's just that they now have the flexibility to do so. And you surprised me by telling me about a coworker who just out of the blue said, Yeah, I'm moving to a couple states over. The, yeah. I was like, Wow, that's very interesting, very spontaneous.
0: It's really changed the way uh, corporate America has approached the uh, term working from home. Uh, now people have learned that they can do their business and do their jobs just as easily. From home, I mean, before COVID, you would tell your boss, "No, seriously, I can work from home." Wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Let, why can't I go home and work, please? You know, and the, the boss, the supervisor, would think, "Yeah, right. You're going to go home and work with uh, with your sixty inch television. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be watch <laughs> watching uh, movies while you work, if you work at all." And now, after uh, several months, almost a year of working from home Uh, in production and profits are still there for a lot of companies, they're like, okay, we uh, trust our workers. They can work from home. And sometimes they're even more productive working from home.
1: Well, great point. I think if I was 25 years old, I would have been the worst work from home employee of the century.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I don't think 24-year-old Adam would have been uh, very productive working from home. (laughs) I I'd, no. I'd set my alarm clock for, uh, for 1 30 PM. I think is when I'd get up. That'd be, that'd be the the morning for me. would be 1 30 PM.
1: For me, it'd just be PlayStation four and a stack of pizza boxes. <laughs> hey, I got a lot done today. Working from home. Yeah, boy, man, what a grind. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, be able to get through this day.
0: Take the rest of the day off.
1: Like Adam said, it's going to be a busy month, uh, with, We'll just say this. We won't add anything to it because there's some vitriol associated with it. But it's election day on Tuesday, November the 3rd. Is that right? Yeah. So if you're thinking about you should get out and vote, many areas offered early voting because of COVID concerns. But that is the official election day November the third.
0: Well, and we encourage you to have a political discussion with every single person you meet from now <laughs> until November third.
1: Yes, uh, no one will uh, <laughs> react adversely to any of your comments. Just from now
0: till Tuesday, just start every conversation with. So, who are you voting for? <laughs>
1: <laughs> or begin your conversation with let me give you some advice
0: yeah that's the, you <laughs> that
1: know, goes over really well doesn't
0: i it? cannot wait for this <laughs> election cycle to be over with
1: it, it, people, uh, people have gone
0: crazy it's just a crazy year throwing an election um the division in this country it's just crazy
1: yeah, it did certainly add a layer of craziness. Uh, one thing that, uh, and this is sort of in our line of work, and Adam, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, this November 11th is Veterans Day. That's right. And we found out from being part of the advertising community, and I think it's an important distinction, there is a difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. And Veterans Day is an opportunity for all of us to be extremely grateful for veterans. So it's mostly for anyone that's a veteran, but especially our surviving vets. So uh, it's a day for you to let a veteran know how uh, thankful you are for their military service.
0: Tip of the hat to my father, Bob Ritz, who uh, was a Marine in the uh, early
1: sixties. Wow. I mean, and your dad's a, uh, no nonsense guy. So you survive, he survived the Marines and then you survived having a Marine's dad.
0: I think I think me surviving my dad was a lot harder than him surviving the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably
1: true. Uh, uh the Veterans Day, an interesting day, uh, and it stems from the armistice that was signed during World War One. And I thought this was kind of a, a very interesting fact. That armistice was signed at a, the a, the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month. So that's why eleven is a recurring theme for Veterans Day. So they made Veterans Day, which was originally called armistice day on november 11th it is a national holiday uh but it's up to your office or your municipality how much of the government offices will be shut down or your office may be shut down on veterans day
0: jay why don't you take that day off and work from home
1: well i, I thought i might okay I, uh, i'll be here in my uh, fabulous uh, studio closet
0: with your playstation and pizza
1: <laughs> your studio closet, my studio closet, <laughs> but there are 22 million veterans in our United States. So do say hi to one, if you know of one and 2 million of those uh, veterans are women. Fantastic. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your uh, service. It is also going to be Thanksgiving this month. Thanksgiving was moved traditionally. If you've said to yourself, like I did once, wow, this Thanksgiving keeps falling on a Thursday. (laughs) How old were you? Be honest. (laughs) I was probably, I was working in radio in my 30s.
0: You're in your 30s (laughs) when you finally figured it out.
1: I said out loud to a coworker, you know, this keeps falling on a Thursday. He looked at me. Like, you know, if only you'd paid attention in school. (laughs) Oh, my God. You were pre-med, too, Dr. Baker. I used to be a smart guy. But uh, radio waves destroyed all that. But, uh, yes, the third Thursday, or the fourth Thursday of the month of November, because the government said it should be, gives us a very nice four-day holiday. But Thanksgiving is a great day for you to give thanks. Now here was something interesting to me. It's pepper month. November is traditionally pepper month, and I don't know. Are you much of a fan of of hot, spicy foods?
0: You know, you know, uh, not not terribly spicy. I'll do some jalapenos here and there. I, I won't eat a ton of them. Uh, I do love red peppers, uh, yellow peppers, orange peppers. Uh, I like a green pepper. So they don't, you know, not all peppers have to, you know, start a fire in the back of your throat.
1: No, uh, they don't have to I be I do crazy like sweet hot.
0: peppers. So I, I do enjoy a pepper. Just the real yeah. spicy ones don't, don't really, I don't like the really spicy ones.
1: And here's your Jeopardy question for the day. Is a pepper a fruit or is it a vegetable?
0: Well, uh, the way you pose that question, I'm going to go with fruit.
1: You guessed correctly, it is a fruit because the seeds are inside the actual pepper.
0: That's what uh, the definition of a fruit and vegetable is, huh? The seeds being on the inside. Have you heard this? Seeds have
1: to be on the inside. I I
0: heard this recently. Uh, In certain parts of the country, they call green peppers mangoes. Interesting,
1: because a mango I've always thought of as a tropical fruit.
0: Yeah, a mango, absolutely, tropical fruit. But there are... Uh, small regions of the country that call a pepper a mango. And I, I just floored me. I got into an argument with somebody about that. Uh, they're like, <laughs> oh, that, that's what it's called. And I'm like, maybe in your uh, the back hills of your hillbilly town you're from,
1: but, but not where the rest of us live. <laughs> you You denigrated their area, their region. You weren't going to lose that pepper discussion. I,
0: I did get slapped. Uh, there, was, uh, I decided there was some tears. It helped me uh, redesign how I debate.
1: <laughs> You're a much better debater now, much more civil. <laughs> yeah, that's my
0: public affairs uh, advice for our audience. If you ever find yourself in a, an argument, a discussion, a debate, don't refer to your uh, um, adversary as a hillbilly. Uh, <laughs> Do not Uh, do not Uh, just say that's 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 very,
1: that is unbelievable.
0: Uh, I call, I call them green peppers is the proper (laughs) response.
1: That's so funny. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, they actually determined there is, there's a gentleman and there's always, you know, one of those great historical fun facts. His name was Wilbur Scoville and Wilbur created the Scoville unit which is how they measure the hotness of peppers. Now, you said you enjoyed a good green pepper, mango, or yellow pepper. That's right. That's I sure do, you hillbilly. <laughs> but many of those peppers are only about 50 or 60 Scoville units. Now, to give you uh, a scale uh, very high is eighty thousand units and that or no excuse me high is twenty five thousand units and then very high is eighty thousand units. And have you heard of like you said jalapenos? Those can be right around five thousand Scoville units. Okay. <laughs> Habaneros are a hundred thousand. Have you ever had anything with habanero in it?
0: I've had habanero sauce. Uh, yeah, and didn't really
1: care for it. It could get really <laughs> crazy, but you'll love this. A gentleman on the East Coast created a pepper that has two million Scoville units. It's called the California. It's called the Carolina Reaper pepper, and there, believe it or not. People have posted videos of themselves eating these peppers. I do not recommend it. I don't think it's a good idea. That's but a it's bad idea. Two million. Yeah.
0: Two million. You're saying that a normal hot jalapeno pepper is 5,000.
1: Yes. And so if you had a spicy 2 jalapeno, million. two million. So if think of 5,000 of something versus two million of something, uh gets a little toasty, as they say. That don't you, try this at home, mm, kids.
0: No, you may need uh, to. You you'll need new pants, or, or <laughs> you you the, will. I, I would. Uh, I would not. I don't know if I'd survive if I had a two, two million compared yeah. to a five thousand um, gigawatt uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, jalapeno. <laughs>
1: what is it? It's, a, they're not gigawatts. They're what? Gigawatts or Schofields? What, Sco- you know oh, them? those Sco- Scoville units from Wilbur yeah. Scoville. Oh, my gosh. Scoville units.
0: I, can you imagine Wilbur's breath? I bet it's Wilbur, steaming.
1: That <laughs> it would have broken Wilbur's machine that he used to measure the Scoville units. <laughs> uh, Movember is uh, one of the events that we have in November, and Movember involves uh, not shaving. And uh, this is uh, a benefit to uh, bring attention to men's health. Uh, Adam, do you, in November do you try to grow a mustache or a beard?
0: I've given it a shot. Uh, I'll make it, I don't know, I'll make it to about November 20th. And uh, it's just so unbearably itchy. I cannot take it. Uh, I know I can um, shave my neck. And then just have the beard on my jawline and above, but it's still—I can't take it. I cannot take the feeling of whiskers on my face, or na- I can't stand it. Um, not to mention they're—they're they're all white. So the only—the only way I can look worse or older is if I just let my beard grow. So I make it to about November 20th, and then I just—I can't take it anymore, and I shave it off.
1: I've got a friend who can grow a really nice beard, uh, but his uh, wife and daughters start yelling at him about November 15th. So uh, that experiment does not last long, but it is not a bad idea to think in terms of men's health. Just in general, be cognizant that you're going to see your doctor and all that other good stuff. It's uh, And I thought of you, but I, I have no idea whether you enjoy this food or not, but it's banana pudding month Love during it. the month of November.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did not uh, know that uh, there was an entire month devoted to banana pudding. I will tell you. I'm uh, telling you. This is going to be sound like somewhat of a plug, uh, but they are not a sponsor of this show. This is out of the goodness of my heart and my belly. Every Mother's Day. Uh, it's a tradition. I get a huge pan from the catering department. I don't just order off the menu because it's just a single serving. I get the catering ginormous pan of banana pudding from (laughs) Famous Dave's. If you have a, a Famous Dave's in your area, they have some incredible banana pudding, and uh, it's a fan favorite for my uh family, my sister. Uh, my daughters, my, uh, my own mother, uh, my girlfriend. I mean, we love this banana pudding. So I am so excited to hear that it's banana pudding awareness month. I might it have is. to go get some, uh, maybe even today when we stop the show.
1: <laughs> I thought that was terrific. I'm see, I'm glad you like it that much. And that, that gives me a chance this year to get you a banana pudding, uh, a welcome basket
0: it just begs the question who's who started who coined it who started why november why is november banana pudding awareness month
1: i guess as you said it gets a little cold outside you're kind of stuck inside you think to yourself i could really go for a delicious bowl of banana pudding oh, about yeah. now
0: i love banana cream pie coconut cream pie uh I just gained seven pounds during this show just talking to you. We started with Halloween candy. Now we're on to uh, banana pudding. What's next?
1: <laughs> I know you're a big fan of snack items. You know how that yes. goes. Yes. Uh, November is Family Stories Month, and we've talked about this in the past, but um, you know, now we have so much ability to record things digitally, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get some of the great family stories and get them down in a way so that everyone can enjoy them. Uh, I know when we were growing up, we didn't have the ability to record as often. And you'd always think, well, man, Uncle Chuck had some great crazy stories. I wish, you know, he was here now to tell those stories. So many of those stories, of course, will be gone forever. And a a friend of ours actually works for a company, which he'll create a format so that your family can tell that story and you can have it preserved forever. So it's not a bad idea.
0: Not a bad idea. And if uh, you host a podcast yourself and maybe never thought about it, um, take your equipment to grandma's house, plug it in, put a microphone in front of her and press record and just uh, have a conversation with her. Uh, you'll thank yourself, uh, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road.
1: You had made a comment one time that there was an event that you said you had wished you recorded because some of those relatives are no longer with us. And, you know, point well taken on that. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, this is going to sound so provocative, but do you know what the largest organ on your body is?
0: Well, uh, I would... (laughs) Maybe say the the brain. Uh, I was I was gonna say um, the, your, um, your, uh, your 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 uh, uh, well not there. I was I was gonna say uh, your uh, your buttock, <laughs> but that's just a muscle. That's not an organ. That's just,
1: that's just a muscle. Um, Believe it or not, your brain. Let You know when you're ready. You, your oh, wait, brain wait, wait. I know. I know. I know,
0: I know the answer. It's uh, your it's your nervous system, right? Uh, oh no 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 no! But- wait, I know, it, I know it. I know it. It's your skin.
1: Ah, it's your skin. Your skin. I
0: that yes, I remember learning that in uh science class in high school. The skin, your skin is an organ.
1: Yes. And didn't your uh, teacher give you the provocative so that you can do the that's what she said line when you said what it yeah. I
0: I did not get thrown out of class when they (laughs) asked me the question, what's the largest organ? All right, Jay so. Baker. Interesting stuff. As always, we thank our listeners for chiming in and uh, joining us on social media at Adam Ritz on Twitter, and we'll see you next time. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics audio out of home marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.